Welcome to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. I'm Josh Elledge, founder and CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. We turn entrepreneurs into media celebrities, grow their authority, and help them build partnerships with top influencers. We believe that every person has a unique message that can positively impact the world. Stick around to the end of the show, where I'll reveal how you can be our next guest on one of the fastest growing daily inspiration podcasts on the planet in 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go. All right, with us right now, we've got Larry Ludwig. And Larry, you are the founder and editor-in-chief of Investor Junkie uh, up until your exit a couple of years ago. Congratulations on that. We'll be talking about that. And you are the CEO and founder of Ludwig Media. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Josh. So Larry, um, you're, what, what we're going to talk about today is how someone might build up a great platform um, you know, in a website, using some social, um, you know, working with brands. Uh, and then, you know, specifically, I think with your background, you know, how you were able to do that so successfully with Investor Junkie and then eventually building it to the point where an exit made sense for you. Yeah. Um, so uh, I'm really excited to, to, to have this conversation. Can you start, uh, I guess, by talking about how Investor Junkie came to be? And this was back in uh, end 2009. Of 2009. Yeah. Um, well, it was out of my frustration. I had a current web hosting, web development business. And developing websites for others was just making it really frustrating in the sense of the, the, the issues where that was just not being appreciated for the talent and work we were putting into these sites. And from that, I said, well, okay, I saw this exit for this other site called bankaholic.com was the hmm. site that sold in 2008 for 12 million, also based on affiliate marketing. And I'm like, okay, if I'm working for these other sites and making them successful, why can't I do the same for my own site? and build it out through affiliate marketing. And that's kind of where the two and two came together. And I created Investor Junkie because I also had that interest in investing as well. And I had my ducks in a row. I was not interested in about getting out of debt or, or this is the more issues that most people deal with in personal finance. And I wanted a blog to speak to me on the investing side. And I didn't really find one that did. And that's where Investor Junkie came about in December 2009. And, and tell me more about the content on Investor Junkie. Well, initially, it's, I started off as more just talking about my own personal experience with investing and also what's going on with the markets. And it, initially, for the first year and a half, I, it didn't really work so well and really got my voice in really a year and a half, two years later, where I decided to switch it more towards reviews, comparisons, really allowing more people to you know, compare the products out there as far as robo-advisors, stockbrokers. Um, you know, banking services and really going from there and grew it to a site that eventually sold in 2018. Well, so maybe you knew this, maybe you didn't, but you know, when you're doing reviews and comparisons, this certainly presents some opportunities for monetization. Yes. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, that was also too. I mean, it was not the sole factor, but I looked at, in fact, I had a, a ex-business partner tell me specifically, do not you know, go into the investment spaces with a blog. If there's too many people out there already doing that. It's a crowded space. Don't bother doing it. Hmm. And obviously proved him wrong in the end. But with the, I mean, it's fascinating that, I, yeah, I kind of, I knew that the, the one, in, in terms of monetization, that was the way to go. Reviews, comparisons, in terms of affiliate model. If I was going to go that route, otherwise traditional, say, ad banners would have worked. But I didn't want to go down the, I mean, I, I had ad banners on the site but it really wasn't that effective and, and really at one point just removed it completely. And wow. really from a, 
so that was the only other option. It was either monetized through affiliate marketing or through ads. And based on the Bankaholic website sold previously, I said, well, why not just do affiliate marketing? And therefore, the idea of reviews came about. And so um, how do you decide what to do reviews on uh, and knowing that, yeah, I mean, obviously, we would like to build and grow revenue here. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I did affiliate ones that had affiliate programs and ones that didn't. I, I mean, I purposely did reviews no matter whether they had affiliate programs or not. A good example of this was uh, Mint, the personal finance application, didn't have an affiliate program. Mm-hmm. And it just made sense to really be comprehensive and call, you know, quote unquote, lost leaders in those ones that didn't have affiliate programs. So I did that anyway. So it was really to be comprehensive and fairly review these services first, monetization second. And in the end, you know, we would always compare like on a pro, like a service like Fidelity that didn't have an affiliate program. We'd purposely have other, you know, comparisons as well, just to say, hey, Fidelity is this option here. We'll give it, you know, X review. And then therefore these other comparison tools out there, say TD Ameritrade as well. And in some cases people to convert and it wasn't the, the, purpose of it but the whole point was to do comparisons as well because people would love to see all right they're at fidelity but they want to look at what other options are out there and so how do you decide then um uh, you know which which products to pursue are you receiving a lot of inbound opportunities from uh affiliate managers you're like hey write a review on us yeah. we see that you have some traffic yeah that happened i mean the the classic <laughs> build it and they will come that was a common misconception that we had to really teach them about that just because if we got 300,000 unique visitors a month didn't mean that we were going to you know instantly by putting a review on our site instantly convert that traffic it was because it was a lot of our traffic was SEO based, but also it really depended on the needs, you know, what we're going to cover and what we're not going to cover. Like, for example, we're not, we weren't going to cover uh, active traders. We were not really interested in that audience where other blogs would do really well with that. Um, you know, that was really the, the key was, yeah, we always got these inquiry, these inquiries about, uh, you know, various affiliate offers, but a lot of them we rejected just because it didn't fit our brand and overall uh, website. I mean, a perfect example for a site like this is talking about credit card debt. It just, I purposely narrowed it down to investing and only investing. And yet, you know, we would still get people interested. Hey, would you like to put a credit card on the site? And it just didn't fit, you know, it didn't fit the brand. Wow. And so you knew to say no to those things. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. But, but someone might argue, what, this is the web, who cares? Like you've got unlimited space. <laughs> well, yes, I'm, but you're also competing. I mean, I look at, you're always competing in other brands. And to me, you want to make sure you're, you're, your brand is in alignment for what you're standing for. And in this case, since I purposely made the name Investor Junkie, I didn't want to have it veer into other areas. It just didn't make sense. If it was a general personal finance site, sure. And many other sites out there were like that. You know, one of our competition was NerdWallet. And they primarily focused on credit card debt. If you look at their branding and their ads, it's almost all about credit card debt, where the investment part of their site is so small, it's minuscule in terms of revenue and, you know, overall space. And I wanted to really cut, you know, carve out a niche to be the expert in that said space. Hmm. Um, so then you you continue to build. Oh, but I was going to ask you. So have do you recall doing reviews that were patently pretty negative, and you still, uh, you know, kept <laughs> an affiliate link on there, and oh, yeah, yeah. probably still made revenue from it. Well, yeah. I mean, that's the thing that I, I mean, you would have people that would comment the affiliate managers, you know, that they didn't like the review that we gave. And in the end, I didn't care. Yeah. But I, the thing was funny is yeah, sometimes negative press works to their advantage. Yeah. You know, the whole point is there's been research to show 
you know, even a negative review, especially a small, a newly formed company, smallly formed, you know, doesn't have a huge brand or following. A negative review can even help. And it did in some cases. People still did convert. Even if we gave it a horrible review, people still signed up. Um, what did your team look like? I mean, you obviously you started with just yourself and, and then who do you start hiring and uh, how big of a team did you build? It was pretty small. I mean, in the end, so I started with the first person I hired on the team was a, an editor. So I kept to be editor-in-chief. And from there, I had her you know, find other writers in terms of consultants to actually write for the site as well, besides just me. Because if a good portion of the site was not only making sure we wrote new content, but constantly updating the old content, not only for SEO reasons, but you know, the various services would come out with new features and functionality almost on a monthly basis, yeah. especially categories like real estate or uh, robo-advisors. They were just constantly coming out with new functionality, and we had to stay ahead of that game. We wanted to be, the goal was to try to be as current as the day they announced that new service, and then update or review to reflect that, where in my eyes, nothing looked worse than going to a site and looking at either inaccurate data in terms of like rate tables or whatnot, but also features and functionality is missing from the review. You know, like you're looking for this review when you're searching for it. Why does it include that new feature or functionality? And so a lot of the writers and a lot of the editing really focused on that, that aspect. And then after that, I decided to hire um, an affiliate manager, just specifically on my side to help manage all the relationships. Because in the end, I think we had at least over 100. I think when we came down to 2018, like 120, 130 different affiliate relationships. So it was a lot. And it's a lot to manage because of their constantly changing programs. They're, you know, some would swap in and out in terms of they would disable or enable their programs. It was a lot to work. So I, I made sure we really focused on that, you know, from making sure that we kept up to date on the services and what they were offering, but also the affiliate relationships themselves. Where does someone find an affiliate manager? Upwork? Um, or in this a- case, she worked for uh, Rakuten, so it was really perfect in her, in her wow, case. She no had the kidding. experience already and worked in the personal finance space, so it was a perfect match. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so then you're coming up into like 2017, you're growing, your traffic's growing, money's growing, uh, and, and when do you start getting inquiries from people that are like, hey, let's, let's like to have a conversation with you? Um, I mean, it was early... Actually, even before 2017, it was, I was probably around 2014, 2015. Oh, wow. Yeah, every few months you would get an email saying, hey, we, we like your site. We like what you have to offer. We're interested in to inquire you. Hmm. Uh, and it just didn't really go anywhere, or I didn't think there were serious offers. Yeah. And I was approached in 2006, late 2016 and then 2017 again by the same company that eventually acquired the site. Hmm. So, um, I mean, it, it, it depends on, these seem to go in waves. I have a bunch of other friends have also sold their, their personal finance sites. And it seems to go in every three to four or five years as far as waves of acquisitions. Yeah. I, it seems like we're kind of in one right now. At least yeah. I've heard of a few. Mm-hmm. Um, it, so why personal finance uh, as, as a, uh, you know, as, as a niche? Mean for me or yeah, for... I mean, uh, did, what do you like over the you know if if you were advising someone who's like okay, I am definitely starting a blog. Uh, I'm interested in personal finance, uh, but I was also thinking about uh, race cars and you yeah. know whatever. Right? They start listing off all these other things. What is the inherent advantage of being in the personal finance space? Well, I mean, there's disadvantages too. I mean, yes. if you can't speak. Of, in my case, you know, I already had an interest in investing. 
So it definitely helped to be able to speak about that said topic. That's not to say you can't hire writers to mm-hmm. also do it. But I think you have to have at some level interest or engagement in that said topic or niche uh, where I already had. So that definitely qualified. Uh, like I'm actually looking to acquire new blogs as well. And it's, you have to have, like I, I looked at one recently and it was, a, it was all great. It was pet related. And I found out it was cats. And I'm like, um, not interested in cats. Sorry. Yeah. Um, so where if it was a dog site, it would be a different scenario. So I think you have to have active interest in it. That's a topic. But outside of that, um, I mean, there are other niches that do very well. And it should be as esoteric as I have a friend who does pool, you know, pool supplies and rating of various pool, you know, equipment for a pool and, Mm -hmm. and hot tubs. And it's, it really depends on, I mean, I think first and foremost, you have to look at the niche if, if it's popular already. If it's someone's already talking about it on the web, I think that's a good sign. If you're looking at a niche and no one's talking about it, I think that's a, a warning sign that maybe you need to do more research and maybe there's no one out there for traffic because there's no interest in it. So I, I think the, the gone are the days of the unique idea. I, th- I think, let me get that clearer out of the way, that I think unique ideas just don't exist anymore. You, what you need to do is better execute on those ideas and find what niches or what areas are being, uh, you know, not properly uh, fulfilled. In my case, it was reviews and products or services out there and really properly organize it so therefore people can find that information on the web. It really didn't, there wasn't at the time a site that really did it. They did it for other sites like credit cards or for um, uh, bank loans, if you will, and as far as the personal finance space, but not really in the investment space. And that's where I saw that, you know, investor junkie could focus on. So you're approaching an exit. I mean, in your mind, are you thinking, yeah, I'm going to get a big payday, but what am I going to do with my life? (laughs) Um, Yes and no. I mean, as an entrepreneur, it's a a disease, I I call it. I think you always have some, you know, you're always thinking, you have gears turning your head always for something else going on. And I definitely have that issue. It's like um, my wife asked the exact same questions. Like, okay, you're going to sell this site. What are you going to do after? Well, I said, I'll take six months off. It didn't take six months off. Really? Uh, I decided to, yeah. I, I took maybe vaguely three months off, if that. And it was really just still thinking and doing things. What did you do during the three months? Um, we did a vacation. I think we did Disney World at that time. I'm trying to remember exactly the sequence. But we did Disney World. We did, um, I just... I just did a lot of reading at the time as well. Did some research. Oh, yeah. And meanwhile, I also had some work involved or commitments for the previous site. So um, after that, you know, I, I just knew that I wanted to go into also helping others. I think a lot of entrepreneurs don't really effectively monetize or, or really understand, you know, online marketing. And I think that's where, you know, I've done obviously very well with Investor Junkie and with my background for the many years I've been doing this. I think you know, I can help others as well. Uh, so you're the, the, the quick little break, you went to Disney world. Uh, and so <laughs> your work primarily started, uh, advising other blog owners. Is, is that it? Yeah. I mean, yes. Other blog owners, I mean, really just helping them outside of the personal finance niche. Cause I have a non-compete until this year, but yeah, I'm helping others, you know, better monetize their blogs in some cases through affiliate marketing. Mm-hmm. In other cases, they have their own products. I mean, I think the way, the thing that's interesting about affiliate marketing that I think a lot of people get wrong is they treat it as if it's a one and done. And they don't really think of it as, obviously with a review site, you need to have some independence. But in terms of the actual monetization part of it, I think you need to understand and properly track the stuff as if it was your own product and services. 
meaning knowing where on your site it converts better. And I think a lot of people are just happy enough to just get, hey, we got five conversions this month and be done with it. And the, detail, the level of detail we had was pretty insane as far as conversions and the source of those conversions. And I think that's really critical when you start getting to the higher levels of income in affiliate marketing is making sure you really, you really you understand where your best traffic is coming from and making sure you send the right person to the right service in the end. Yeah. So, uh, so Larry, I've got this other company, <laughs> Savings Angel. Uh, I, and I've done so much work, you know, over the past 13 years, uh, you know, for between 2007 and 2017, we ran a membership side of it. And so we grossed over $6 million with that. Um, and really kind of affiliate uh, was kind of an afterthought and same with banner and display ads and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And so since then, since we shut that down because people were no longer interested in saving money with coupons, uh, you know, there, there's some opportunity. I mean, we do okay traffic. Um, you know, we produce about, you know, one to two pieces of original content a week. I've got my syndicated column, but I'm kind of in the doldrums with the thing and I'm not sure what to do with it. Uh, you know, it makes, you know, makes a little bit of money. Um, I, I, what, what, if you were me, what would you do? So this is a coupon based site. That's a membership only. No, no, that the membership side since closed. And so now it operates as pretty much just, you know, it's got a thousand pieces of content on it, you know, over the past 13 years that we've created. And most of that traffic comes from search. Yes. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, if you're not doing affiliate marketing now, are you at some level? You know, a little bit. Uh, and, and I just don't think that we're very well coordinated. Like I just haven't extended, I haven't invested yeah. any resources into it, uh, other than just, you know, producing, I do produce a podcast and that actually gets, uh, the savings angel. show actually gets, that's actually not bad as far as, you know, traffic goes for a podcast. Mm. I mean, the website, you know, it gets maybe about, it's not huge anymore, but I'd say maybe about five to 800 visits a day. I mean, in terms of coupon sites, coupon sites are very popular with affiliate marketing. Yeah. It's usually SEO based, almost all SEO based, because you have the the one transaction and they disappear. They really, they're looking for that discount. So you get them close to the, the, you know, the the low end of the sales funnel before they convert, which is great. Uh, But there, there's no um, brand loyalty, if you will. Right. I guess that's the biggest issue you have. Or how can you create unique content and add value? So, I mean, most people, I think, focus on a content play with SEO. Right. I think really it should be about functionality. Like what functionality can you add with coupons that's not out there already? And, and I should say coupons are just a part of it. I mean, I've kind of known as the guy who can get you a deal hookup or upgrade on anything. Like I just love working the system and getting deals and upgrades and stuff. So a lot of content is around that. Um, even though a lot of our inbound stuff is people searching for Burger King coupon or whatever. Yeah. Like we'll get, I'm like, okay, like we had something that's <laughs> actually kind of outdated, still sitting there, but it's like, I don't know. I mean, there's sites out there that do, they've made it more into an app and where you as the user can submit coupons as well. Yeah, And then therefore, some of them are affiliate-based, some of them aren't. And again, that's a way of adding value. So you've got to think of ways to make it more interactive, more than just purely content. Because a content yeah. play, in my eyes, is, is a commodity. You know, I, I looked at Investor Junkies, where we added your know, comparison tool and added, you know, reviews that were all automated. So therefore, I would update that content and it would propagate through the whole site. So therefore, it made it very easy to manage. We, again, we had a really skeleton staff compared to other sites out there. And that just made it much easier to manage. And I would think the same way for a coupon site is more than just, you know, pushing out more content. It's got to be 
okay, how can you be more? Fa- how can you add value to the readers as far as coupons? And maybe it's a way to alert them of new coupons for some you know product or service they're interested in, like a Starbucks or something like that. Mm. Yeah. That's yeah, all all food for thought. It's one of those tricky things, you know. I obviously very very busy with, you yeah. know, the, this other company that's and, and I don't know if you've encountered that with people that you've advised on. It's like you know they've got multiple streams, and it's like, geez, I've got this. It's like it's great potential here, but well, you know. Well, uh, that's the entrepreneur's curse is you always yes. have, like I said, the gears running in your head. Like you have these new right. ideas, and you're always off to the, the new idea. I mean, in my mm-hmm. case too, I, I exited out of Investor Junkie because I, I felt I did everything I wanted to do mm-hmm. with the company. And I felt that it was just time to do something else where, again, you know, thinking of new ideas and ways to help others. And so, Larry, tell me about, um, you know, so I'm on LarryLudwig.com. Mm-hmm. Um, I just clicked on Make Money Blogging. You've got a lot of great content here. Um, you know, if someone's listening to our conversation and they're like, well, I like this Larry guy, seems pretty smart. Um, where would you recommend that they uh, click on the blue button? I mean, this is quite an epic <laughs> post here that you have that just kind of, breaks it all down into all the different ways that you can make money with your blog. Well, I mean, I, I created a uh, link specifically for your podcast. So you Great. can go to LarryLudwig.com, up my influence. So, okay, or, so what? LarryLudwig.com slash up my, my influence. influence. Yep. And let's, let's see what we get here. You get to- Hey, my, look at that. Yep. Free stuff. I love I, it. <laughs> I tested it just before we went live. <laughs> yep. And you know what? I, I know some of these uh, I know some of these great people you got here: Ryan Ganaw, Tom Drake, each uh, former guest on the show, friends, and uh, uh, people that we partnered with. So you got so you got some pretty smart people that like you. Yeah, I mean, it, testimonials obviously help. Um, and I, again, I've been around for many years, so it helps that you're in my case in the personal finance community and well respected. So you definitely want to. I, I mean, it goes a long way. You know, the trust and People, you know, the testimonials that people give, and it, you know that you're not some fly by, fly by nine operation that you just started mm-hmm. yesterday. You know, the, the classic of the uh, you fake it till you make it. Yeah. I, I really hate those entrepreneurs. I, I agree. Just go out, do the thing, create the thing, earn some authority, my my uh, young man. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, all right. Well, Larry Ludwig, again, you're the uh, founder and editor in chief of Investor Junkie up until 2000, the end of 2018. Congratulations on the exit. Now you're the CEO and founder of Ludwig Media. You're on the web at uh, LarryLudwig.com and go to LarryLudwig.com slash upmyinfluence and you're going to get some freebies here. So you get your free guide to seven mistakes to avoid in affiliate marketing. All good stuff. Larry, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Josh. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now, if you've got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. Now, if you do that, tag us with the hashtag upmyinfluence each month. We scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform, and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. Now, what do you win? Well, we're going to promote you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans, totally free. Now, 
Can you also hook us up? Now, in your podcast player right now, please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 minutes a day. Now, my name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Now, thanks for listening, and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Mm-hmm.